You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season A, episode 19. Uh, we're a John down, so it's just Chris and John tonight. How you doing? Evening. Well, morning, if you listen to this in the morning. Hi, afternoon, whenever. <laughs> um, you might not get to hear this anyway because um, we might have a recording issue. I can't record and Chris is hoping his recorder works. So far, so good. So, so far, aye. So, plenty to talk about. Scotland game, the league stuff, Europa League preview, Scottish Cup. May as well go all the way back to the Scotland game. Indeed. Uh, we recorded and last week. On another pause was out. Monday, was it last week we recorded? Or Tuesday? Aye, so Aye, it was Monday because covered, the game was Tuesday. So uh, we covered the first game, thinking we'll at least we'll, we'll, we'll do a happy podcast, just in case it all goes pear-shaped against Israel. And for about ten minutes, <laughs> I thought it was going pear-shaped against Israel. Um, PJ go for Kyle. Must have worked. Used to like saying that kind of thing, but um, <laughs> not so much these days. But uh, aye, I mean, there was a few folk blaming like McGregor's positioning and, and the, basically no shutting the players down, but credit where it's due, it's a cracking finish. Um, but we turned around. Yes, James Forrest in the form of his life. <laughs> I, I have been on this podcast in previous months and uh, even years and slated James Forrest for his performances for Scotland how he hasn't been able to re- uh, recreate how he plays for Celtic and he's never quite done it for Scotland and in the space of two games he's completely turned around <laughs> there, there was a start I, yeah, was thinking, um, I think it was actually during the, the Israel game that somebody had mentioned on BBC Sports Sound that there was only 21 players in Scottish history had scored 10 or more goals for Scotland and indeed Stephen Fletcher is one of those 21 and he got his 10th from the penalty spot against Albania the previous game James Forrest has managed to get halfway there in one week <laughs> yes however he had played 24 games and not scored yes uh, as well so he, he now has 5 goals in 26 so it makes the ratio look a lot better but yeah what a couple of days or evenings for James Forrest um, club form Getting replicated international stage. He's coming into he's coming at a good time as well. The age he is, he's coming into his peak years. Yep. Potentially only going to get better. So yeah, terrific. Yeah, I think the the and some nice the, finishes again. I did. I mean, nothing quite as impressive as the one against Albania. The second one against Albania, I think it was. The one where he flicked it. And then just followed yeah. it, it. But um, yeah, three good finishes. Uh, we linked up with Ryan Christie again and he had another good game for Scotland as well he's, he's, his form for club and country has been great timely as well so he's been taking his chances but uh, I mean you've said uh, James Forrest is, is the, the previous 24 games he hadn't scored but I think the best thing that happened to James Forrest was Patrick Roberts because I mean Ronnie Dyle had done a bit to try and keep his fitness get his fitness improved um, but he was still wasn't he quite fine in the, the nets much as you would hope and, um, but Brendan Rodgers coming in and kind of putting a bit of a challenge between him and Patrick Roberts just seemed to lift for his game to the point that when Patrick Roberts was out injured for so much of last season 
we weren't really missing him because Forrest was stepping up and was getting the goals. He hit double figures for the first time for Celtic last season. He seems to be bang on course for it again this season. Uh, he's now got what, 12 goals in 11 games for club and country. And what, the only thing that was really missing from his, his performances was to do it for Scotland as well as Celtic. And he's, he's answered those critics in, in great style. Uh, the, the two goals against Albania and the three goals against Israel means that he matches the record that Dennis Law had for 1963 when he did the same thing, two goals and a hat-trick in consecutive games. That was the last time a Scotland player scored two or more goals in consecutive games, apparently. Um, he's also the first Celtic yeah. player to score a hat-trick for Scotland since Jimmy Quinn in 1908, 110 years ago. Um, Jimmy Quinn's more probably more famous <laughs> for the uh, um, hat-trick he got in the, the Scottish Cup final in 1904, I think it is. Well, Rangers will turn all up and Celtic get back to win 3-2 thanks to the Jimmy Quinn hat-trick. But aye, Jimmy Quinn was the last Celtic to score a hat-trick for Scotland. So, it's, uh, we did go, we went about 40 years or something with hat-tricks and then in the space of the last few years uh, Fletcher's had won, sorry, two against um, Gibraltar, I think. Was it Snodgrass got one as well? Gibraltar, aye. So aye, we've had, we've had a, a fair few Scottish hat-tricks recently. So. That one's probably the, the most impressive because for all the Gibraltar, uh, not exactly one of the greatest teams in Europe. As you're a better team, they showed it when we went over there. And, uh, oh, I definitely lost two one. But um, I we've, we've, we've put in the, the performances we needed. Uh, we did make it. Yeah. Uh, so- true Scottish form. We we made a bit of a mess yet towards the end of it and made it three twos to the three one. Uh, but got the win. Final three points. Topped section C one. Uh, we'll be playing in the the B section in the next campaign. But more importantly, we have our place at the, the Euro 2020 playoffs. Should we need that booked for is it March or something 2020 if we need to play in that? Aye. Um, so Aye. yeah, we've, we've, we we now have our two chances to qualify for Euro 2020. The draw comes on Sunday. Sunday. Um, for the, the proper Euro 2020 qualifying we're pot 3 for that at, um, the result against Israel helped us get into that as well so we wouldn't be favourites to qualify uh, we'll be hoping we don't end up with the Germans France <laughs> and Germany we're going to get France and Germany we're going to get France and Germany because that's the kind of group Scotland would get um, but should that happen we have another chance um, at the moment the way things have played out uh, we would have a home tie uh, I don't think it's the home Finland, tie aspect it? would change, but the opponent might, because although it's technically against Finland at the moment, Finland might qualify for uh, Euro 2023 a normal path, and then someone else would take their place in the playoffs. So we don't know exactly how the Euro 2020 playoffs would play out should we not qualify. Ideally, we won't be in it ourselves, we'll just qualify through the groups, but we have given ourselves the double chance, so it's an uh, yes. exciting time, certainly, given all the doom and gloom yeah. there was the previous months. Yeah, I had read somewhere a, a possible scenario whereby we could end up playing Israel. That would just be like Scotland. <laughs> we beat them in the group stages yeah. and then end up that Israel beat us in the actual playoffs. Um, but I think it would take a, a lot of different results to, to make that happen. So. Uh, I think there's a lot of C-section teams need to come through the, the qualifying for that to happen from what I was yes. saying. But um, yeah, it's, it's certainly a possibility. But uh, aye, it's... Um... There's some weird quirk that, although we've earned ourselves a home game in the one-leg semi, uh, the final would be just be a draw. So somebody would get a home game. <laughs> it's, 
it's a very strange setup. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll, the, the important part is we've done what we needed to do. We've won our section, and we will be at least one, maybe two chances to qualify for Euro 2020. Aye, the thing is now we don't play till March as well. Aye, there's a bit of plan before that. Is there? There's about eight thousand league games to play before then. <laughs> Because yeah. we're now into the, the, the silly season where Celtic play every single midweek and every single weekend until now, the, between now and the end of the year. Uh, I think I don't think Rangers have got the same setup, but obviously they've got two Europa League games and a bunch of league games as well. Um, I think We've got a couple of Tuesday night fixtures, certainly. Um, because I got an email today about the kind of Tuesday fixtures and they're charging a tenner. Limited availability, but they're charging a tenner for the games against Livingston and Dundee. It's not bad. So, I mean, given Livingston's season form, that's a very good value for money. Um, not played Livingston yet. Have you not? No. Nice. Well, that's um, a team we've not played. Not been interesting. Um, given the <laughs> I mean, we're probably done talking no. about Scotland, so we should move on to the league games, right? Do you want to talk about the league games, given how utterly well, dreadful Aberdeen were at the weekend? Yeah. Um, Aye, my friend was at the game, I was at a different game, which I'll come on to later on. Yes. But, here's a summary of the game was, we were in the ascendancy, doing pretty well, and then, McGinn passed to Johnson, basically. Pretty much. Um, I don't think you can fully blame McGinn, because Johnson has a lot of work to do. Logan was probably doing alright, and then as we pointed out in the sports scene, he fell over. he's possibly slipped a wee bit. I don't know Johnson if he slipped. Johnson to take advantage of that. I thought he was trying to nick the ball away, and he missed and that stump that caused him to stumble Aye. the minute he does that Johnson Aye. who had been shown the outside was then shown the inside uh, which meant he was pretty much one of one with the keeper at that point and, and, didn't, and didn't make the mistake and he obviously got the, the second goal as well which was good poaching another I mean, all three of the goals were just rotten defending it's him again giving the ball away yeah. Logan stumbling the the corner itself just kind of get kicked up in the air and, and Johnson pounced on it um, and if that's bad enough the, the third goal is just was it Ferguson battered at half guns today? And it felt a aye. Was it Turnbull get the third goal? Yeah. Aye, it was just. It, I mean, personally, I hope Aberdeen are that bad at the weekend coming, but um, I don't no, see. You it. hope they are, but yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. think Aberdeen could be that bad two weeks running. Um, McKenna said it himself, he'll be hoping to do exactly what Muller will have done, because Muller will, before the international break, get absolutely pummeled at Ibrox. They've come back, beaten Aberdeen 3-0, terrific result for them. Um, I think they... I mean, like you say, Aberdeen were doing pretty well until they started losing the goals, but I think Muller will have done really well to, to earn that, that victory. Whether it was a 3-0 game, I don't know. but No, I don't think it was a 3-0 game, yeah. um, but Muller will certainly took their chances due to poor defending. The thing as well, I spoke about it before the international break. The international break came in their own time for us because we'd started that bit of form. Yeah. Not that we were playing particularly well before that, but we were getting results. And Saturday probably just highlighted maybe the deficiencies are there. Certainly, we've said before about we look better when Devlin and McKenna are in there. I don't know whether that would affect us as much at the weekend anyway, to the goals that we lost. However, just the organisation that Devlin brings as well helps. And... <sighs> James Wilson, I don't, I don't know what's happening there. I thought terrific signing, but I do. I think he maybe thinks that he's better than the league. I'd be very tempted to be playing Bruce Anderson um, on Sunday. I don't think McInnes uh, will do it, 
but Bruce Anderson just offers something a bit different. He's in good goal scoring form. Scored a couple of goals tonight again um, for the reserves. And at least with him and May, their movement might at least cause Celtic some kind of trouble. Wilson is a bit of a passenger, and I don't think we can afford that in the final. Um, the worry is that from the game on Saturday that we go back to playing five in midfield and try and make it really tight in midfield. Much as I could see why we would want to do that, I just think you can't invite Celtic just to attack you. You need to maybe have a goal, keep them honest. Press the midfield like what teams have done before. Uh, maybe let the defenders have the ball because if you do that, press the midfield, it makes it a bit harder. Let the defence have the ball, which we did before, and it worked reasonably well. So, see what happens. It's a tough ask. I mean, we did the poll on the podcast account. Um, and I think 96% of the vote was Celtic to win it. So there's no many folk expecting Aberdeen to win. But, within the club, get a reaction. They'll believe they can win. McInnes will go into it, um, put the game to bed on Saturday, focusing on the final now. Yeah, you need some kind of reaction. Also as well, it'd be nice to get our cup win. We've been there or thereabouts that many times. But there's only one cup to show for it so far. You're right. I mean, most people are expecting Celtic to win the cup. Um, I think there's a couple of things that can go for Aberdeen. I mean, Celtic don't tend to hump Aberdeen. Uh, I think they were mentioning like this season Aberdeen have only lost like that many goals. Was it three times this season? Two of them have been to Motherwell. Not this season. This calendar. Struggle year, it's, Motherwell. So. it's not the first time. Yeah, Motherwell. Motherwell seem to have your number, but I mean, like the Celtic games, it tends to be quite close. It's one 0 or or two one. I mean. The last two games have been, I think, a 1-0 to Aberdeen, uh, Aberdeen before the end of the season and a 1-0 to Celtic this season. So it's been two close games. And, and I get, again, I think uh, Sunday's Cup final is going to be pretty close. Uh, I think Aberdeen, you've got the, the full week to prepare, don't you? You don't have a bad yeah. game. Yeah. Whereas Celtic have got a tough trip up to Toronto time uh, to play Rosenberg in the Europa League on Thursday. So they're coming back off the back of that. It's a must-win game for Celtic, that. Um if they really want to be progressing in, in Europe after Christmas. So, Aberdeen have got a, a nice run at this cup final. They can learn from the mistakes that were made against Motherwell. Uh, so, I think, I, I, really, I don't see Aberdeen being anywhere near as bad as they were on Saturday. And I think Aberdeen will give us a, a really good game. Um, Certainly can't afford to be as bad as what we were. But, however, saying that, as I say, it, was, it looked actually. Motherwell certainly were a better team, but it didn't look like there was much between the two teams. So, see what happens. And then Celtic didn't even play Tom Rodgers at the weekend, did you? No, he was away on... Saved uh, him. Uh, saved, uh, him. Uh, saved him up. There's a wee doubt over his knee, which is one of the things I mentioned. And again, this plays into the fact that Celtic have got an important game to play on Thursday. So, who do we play in that game? Do we play the likes of Rodgers? Or do we save him for scalping Aberdeen like he seems to like doing? <laughs> it's just, just one of those things that's... Uh, the manager's got some tricky decisions to make over the next sort of five or six weeks. Uh, just to try and get the Yeah, and Ryan gets the ball again. Then he just form. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even what the, the early the incident in this game was the penalty shoot, which um, I was slated for on Twitter on was it Sunday, Saturday? Maybe late on the Saturday, for viewing one angle and saying, actually, I think he's just using his arm to get up. I don't think it's a penalty. <laughs> and then I've seen it in sports scene the next day. It's just, it's a stone wall. 
he's moved his arm towards the ball to stop it. It's clear as day from the referee. The, the, yes. the angle the referee has, he should see it. I was going to give the referee the benefit of the doubt because it did look like it was one of the defenders in the way. And then sports scene even showed the view from the, the referee. The defender's not in the way. You can see it clear as day. There is no reason that was not a penalty other than Don Roberts is just not yeah, doing his job. Then it hits him in the face and he goes down embarrassed. As well. So I um, should have had a really corner though, but aye. Lovely, lovely training ground corner. Um, I don't think the Hamilton players had any idea that was going to come. That kind of thing was coming. Um, still a good finish for Christie. He's still got a lot of work to do there. It's not as if it's a an yep. easy finish. He sticks it right in the top corner. So I know what I said about the the Scotland game. Christie is bang on form, taking his chances when there uh, for both club and country. So that's been great for us. Um, there's, a, there's no people trying to compare whether he's any better than John McGinn <laughs> because obviously that was the story in the summer uh, would Christie have been getting this chance had McGinn signed for Celtic? Probably not but Christie's taking some players as well exactly Christie's taking his chances and I think the, the one thing I can compare the two of them with is how they've performed for Scotland uh, anytime I've seen John McGinn play for Scotland he's been giving the ball away in dangerous positions anytime I've seen Christie he's been creating Certainly, he, he, the, the reason James Forrest got those goals is a couple of them were created by uh, Ryan Christie. So, at that level, I think Christie's done a better job than John McGinn. Time will tell. I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i not saying John McGinn's a bad player. I think he's done really well at Villa. He's not exactly the the Scottish Cafu. This was tweeted. Did you see the goal well, at Villa? Well, the thing is as well, how, how long have we been lacking attacking players that can make a difference in the Scotland team? Yeah. And we've now got... the. We've got the Ryans and we've got James Forrest. Yeah, it's all, it's all sort of wingers and midfielders and stuff. When we were struggling for centre forwards and like when Naismith had to pull out and Griffiths has been out and uh, Fletcher's come back in for the, the cold and it's not exactly scored, but he's certainly played his part in, in some of the goals that were there as well, which is good. Um, it's been the, the midfielders and the wingers that have been getting the goals, so it's been great for Scotland. Um but yeah, did you see the goal that Villa got on the weekend from Alan Hutton? <laughs> I have I've read about it. I never I never watched it yet. Nobody I puts it getting compared right. to Maradona. Yeah, I've, I've, there's there's many comparisons about this. Um, nobody actually puts a tackle in. <laughs> if that's the standard of that league, then it's definitely overvalued. It's five hundred and ninety five million TV deal. I probably not expecting it from Alan Hutton, mind oh, you. Maradona, you'd at least expect it. You, you, maybe not just now, but. Uh, back then, I. What are the crowds going to come in and put in a better tackle than some of the players that were trying to get in? Just, there's no tackle at all. It's not as if there's, he's, he's avoiding players or whatever. He just runs. And, like, of all the things that Alan Hutton used to do, running was the one thing he was good at. So, if you just let him run like yes. that, then I'm not surprised he scored that goal. I don't think it's as, as magical as many people are saying, but credit to him, he scored that. If, if nobody's going to tackle, you keep going. I had to go to that. Oh, yeah, compare McGinn and Christie. Oh. <laughs> um, Aye. While we're talking, no, we could uh, interject a wee bit in terms of while we're on the subject of Argentina. I was buzzing for watching the, the second leg of the Copa Libertadores oh. on Saturday. And then, obviously, there was the shocking scenes whereby the, the bus was attacked, the Boca bus was attacked by River Plate fans. Reports of... Uh, players getting injured with glass through their eye from rocks getting thrown, pepper spray, tear gas from the police. All sorts of conspiracies, because obviously there's all sorts of political turmoil in Argentina just now. Talk that they were told by the Confederation that the game still had to be played. 
and they were still expecting it to be played after they'd been delayed a couple of times. Even though Rubber Plate themselves had said no, the game shouldn't be played because Rubber Plate and Boca had obviously spoken about it in terms of their officials and background staff and everything like that. And then the game gets postponed again till yesterday, so Sunday, um, and it didn't get played again. So who knows what happened there? Because there was similar thing happened three years ago, uh, the other way around, and uh, Rubber Plate were awarded the victory. Not in the same tournament, yeah. tournament but the, the if you think th- Rangers Celtic is a fierce rivalry, okay. then um, I Boca and Rubber Play is probably regarded as the, the fiercest rivalry in the world. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's rocks and glass and, and things getting smashed and pepper spray, but did they do a lap of honour? The biggest crime in the world, apparently. Apparently, if you do a lap of honour, that's going to provoke uh, fans to rush forward and clutter into the disabled section in front of them. And oh, the lap of honour should be banned, apparently, according to some Egypt and police Scotland. So, sorry, lap of honour happens all the time at Celtic Park. Every single game that Celtic win at Celtic Park, there's a lap of honour. It's nothing special. There's only one team seem to have a problem with it. So maybe the problem isn't the lap of honour, it's the problem with the fans that are doing the rushing forward and getting all irate and ignoring the people in front of them. And we'll not even talk about the ridiculous uh, concept that the pole is closing the gate, causing a crush, is somehow the fault of the fans that were doing a, a march to the stadium, the Green Brigade. They've, they've been thrown under a bus by the police report as well. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what the independent report says to that mayhem that happened at the, the Celtic Rangers game earlier this season. Um, I suspect it might say something different from the police reports. The police reports say exactly what I thought it would say. A bunch of nonsense that means the police were at no fault whatsoever. As always. Anyway, aye, there was other, there was actual football getting played. Um, <laughs> uh, I heard another one on Off The Ball on Saturday about what constitutes an own goal. And, well, Chick Young uh, declared the the usual, if it's on target already, then it's your goal. Um, if it wasn't on target, then it's an own goal. Um, I don't know if that's actually written down anymore, but it seems to make sense. Um, that's because real work. I know, that's what we're needing. Because um, that, that's all came about because... Scott Sinclair had a header that had absolutely no power in it. It was never going to beat a goalkeeper, but get deflected into the, the, his own net by the defender. I would suggest that's probably our own goal, to be honest, um, whether Scott Sinclair's header's on target or not, because there is no way that ball's going to end up in the net if it doesn't get deflected in. But that was the thing that kind of killed off. Why? Well, definitely on goal, why? I mean, um, for all... Like, I don't think Hamilton were even in the highlights of the sports scene, because this was one great traffic, the, the game. Uh, on Saturday lunchtime it was all Celtic the only question was whether we could get a second goal because um, that, that was quite similar to what happened when Rangers visited Hamilton a few weeks ago that Rangers were on top for most of the game but weren't taking their chances they were 1-0 up then Hamilton got a goal um, eventually Rangers what was it 4-1 Rangers won but like three of them came in what the 8th minute or 89th minute or something I like that because they're making it up Rangers yeah they did it again against Lovingston um, but yeah, it was, it was like Hamilton. Well, it was still one 0 We always had that chance. When the second goal went in, it was pretty much game over. Um, it let Celtic made a couple of changes. Lee Griffiths came off the bench. He even recovered really quickly, apparently, from 
it's an awesome annoyment the weekend. Uh, um, Laura Brannan used to work for STV. Used to work for Celtic TV actually. I think she's working for some other international kind of company these days. Uh, she was bleating and moaning about the number of Scotland call-offs from the November fixtures that had made a miraculously quick recovery for the weekend to play for their clubs. And she threw Griffiths in there. Like, Griffiths hasn't played since before the October ones. That's not quick. There's, yeah, there's been talk as well, apart from injury, there's been some kind of illness as well. I don't know. Yeah, he, he pulled out the Scotland squad because he wanted to work on his fitness. He then got ill and injured, which kept him out of things. So the idea of following the Scotland squad to work on his fitness kind of backfired because he couldn't then work on his fitness. He's done it. There's a few people who've commented he's lost a bit of weight in the time that he's been out. Um, hasn't affected his free kick ability, apparently, because he got the, the third goal. But it's good to see him back. It's good to see him fat. It's good to see that um, he, he's, he's willing to put in that work to get to that position. So hopefully now we'll see the, the best of Griffiths. Back late for Scotland, but hopefully when March comes round, Griffiths is in fine form and um, sort of well on their way to winning the league again. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, but yeah, I, we, from, from a Scotland perspective, I hope Griffiths can find a bit of form and a bit of consistency in the, getting in the, the first team. Because as much as it's been great to get James Forrest getting all the goals, it's not quite like to have a streaker that scores goals as well. Well, you've got his word, but you'll need an, an, an option, yeah. certainly in the busy December period. Absolutely. I mean, Edward was playing week in, week out, up front himself. Um so it's nice to have Griffiths back in there. Can't really get another striker in until January at least to give them a bit of respite. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm talking from a Scotland perspective as well. Obviously, I want to see Griffiths in the, the Scotland squad and then the Scotland first team. Picking up goals there as well. No, the last thing to say about the Celtic game is that's the away kit we should wear all the time. See that stupid Dayglow thing that we wear and we always seem to get rubbish results when we wear it. Forget it. We wore, I think we wore this one, the white in the green shorts uh, against St. Johnson when we beat them 6-0 I think that was the first time I'd seen it we should just see we have better performances in that away kit than we do in the, the black and fluorescent yellow overgrown training kit thing that we've got so yeah let's just wear that as a away kit for now maybe we'll start with Rosenberg on Thursday but uh, you mentioned Rangers and their yes. um, late goals so they did it again at the weekend well, I mean well Candias got the first goal pretty early on. Um, reasonably simple set piece. Uh, and then, obviously, Morelos and Arfield get the, the two later goals later on. So Rangers won 3-0. Sounds like a great result on paper. But, having watched the highlights, having listened to people that were there, it was never, this is another one, it was never a 3-0 game. This was Livingston were arguably the better team at times. Just couldn't take their chances. Never, like, I don't think they were ever really troubling McGregor all that much. So they were creating a few things that weren't quite coming off. Um, Rangers were defending it well. Obviously, credit to them for that. I mean, never really gave them much of a sniff. Um, the Livingston defending wasn't that great. And I think that's why Rangers were able to get the goals they got. That's probably the difference. But then, that's kind of been the difference for Rangers most of the season. Rangers defending has been really solid. I'm not sure if Livingston had a better team at times but certainly they had chances and kept the game honest I think Rangers are starting to certainly look like they're moving into you know, maybe slightly different gear players are getting fit they've got options as well Morelos continues to score uh, 
you've got McCauley coming in, make his debut. Arfield makes a big difference. I think that's a, a big thing as well. It's not just Manelis is scoring. Arfield's in good goal-scoring form. Candias as well, that's him 3-3. Three three. They've got more options in the squad. Still think they're, they've got deficiencies, certainly at the back, um, until Gerard decides who his centre-back pairing is. Because we see another new centre-back pairing at the weekend with McCauley and Goldson, I think. Wasn't it? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Um, so he's still not sure who his best left back is, I think, as well. But the winning game, especially at home, they, they've turned things around yeah. at home because that was a big criticism before last season. Um, but they were struggling at home, whereas this year at home they've been very, very good. I think the, the big difference for Rangers is early on in the season they were conceding late goals. So obviously they had the, the one each at Padodre. Um There was visible late goal with the Hamilton game as well before they went on to 1 4 1. Um, but they've had, they've had a few was it Motherwell as well at the late equaliser there's a few away games yeah. where they've kind of conceded late on excuse me they conceded late on and it was kind of costing them points whereas now it's them that are picking up the late goals so again the Hamilton game they picked up the late goals to get the win the Livingston game here they've managed to pick up the late goals to secure the win so it's them that's scoring the late goals not the team they're playing so they're picking up the points they're up there they're only two points off Celtic at the moment with Celtic playing in the cup final on Sunday, uh, Rangers will be playing at Tynecastle on Sunday. I think it must be Tynecastle because they played at Ibrox already. If they win that, so you'll be hoping for a draw. Ideally, yeah. But if they win that, we're top of the league, which is something they haven't done. The last time there was a Rangers top of the league was uh, just before the New Year in 2011, when Celtic beat them. And hadn't turned around the 15 point deficit that overtook them. Uh, a month later, Rangers were in administration, and that was the end of that title race. So that's the last time there was a Rangers top of the league. That's uh, not exactly yesterday. No, a few years back. So that's. that's, that's and that's Gerard's a... obviously. What's that? No, I was just going that's that's the incentive for them this weekend coming. Just to get back there. They've obviously got Villarreal to play uh, in between. That's another home game. The Villarreal won 2 1 at the weekend, I think, against Albertus. But um, the the key for Rangers in that one is they need they really need to win that. I mean, I think the, the situation is similar for both Rangers and Celtic that there's a set of scenarios where they could be out after Thursday, or there's a set of scenarios where they could still be on a great chance after Thursday. Uh, in Rangers' case, because they don't have the better head-to-head against Sparta at Moscow, if Moscow win and Villarreal win, Rangers are out. So, um, having said that, Rangers did get a two-each draw over in Spain. So, uh, Villarreal haven't been that great this season. They're starting to pick up decent results, but Rangers have been unbeaten at Ibrox, so I think it should be an interesting game on Thursday night. Uh, is it no doubt that Rangers have never been a Spanish team? Something like that. Did I hear that right? Is that the case? I don't know. Well, I don't know. It can't have been right, surely. I'd have to look that one up, I think. I don't know if they've ever beaten a Spanish team ever. Like one single game, but... It might be like a, they've never knocked them over two legs or something like that. But yeah, I mean, like, I think... Rangers will fancy their chances at home, obviously. I mean, the the early kickoffs, the, the Celtic game in Rosenberg, um, 
Celtic maybe have a decent chance in this one. I mean, they've won in Rosenberg last season. Um, they didn't win there last season, but then they have to. Um, and then Rosenberg have got the cup final to play for this coming weekend against Strong Godset. And with Rosenberg being pretty much out of the Europa League already, there's a good chance they're going to rest players. <laughs> There's still a there's still a debate as to whether Nicholas Bentner's going to be in jail for this game because <laughs> I don't think he's been sentenced. He's been sentenced to fifty days in jail for some assault in Denmark, but they haven't decided when he has to serve it yet. Now I think the the thinking will be Rosenberg will finish the season, then they'll do his fifty days, and he'll be back for pre season. Um, but there's still a chance I can get sorted out before Thursday and he might end up in the jail. No way to play against Celtic. Um, like I say, I, 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 I doubt it, but um, it's a, a bit of a, an odd situation to be in. But uh, there is a good chance that Rosenberg will put a, like a second string out for this game with one eye on the, the cup final to come. So, Celtic need to win the game. We, we do have the, the Red Bull stitch-up coming up because um, the, the, probably the most interesting aspect is that the bookies, despite the fact that Red Bull Salzburg have won four games out of four in the Europa League, including beating Leipzig in Leipzig. RB Leipzig are favourites, odds on favourites to win this game in Salzburg. So the bookies smell are that already with the Red Bull stitch up. Again, it's the same problem that um, Rangers have got with Spartak Moscow. Certain level points with Red Bull Leipzig. Red Bull Leipzig. Sorry, RB Leipzig. But because of the the two results in the games, Leipzig have the better head to head, so if they finish level on points, so they're gubbed. So there's a, a situation where if Leipzig beat Salzburg on Thursday and Celtic beat Rosenberg, and then Leipzig beat Rosenberg and Celtic still managed to beat Salzburg at Celtic Park on the final day, everybody finishes in twelve points and Celtic can still go out. <laughs> that would be really frustrating. Um but yeah, it all depends on what happens on Thursday. So um as far as Celtic concerned, first job, go beat Rosenberg. Um, worry about what happens with the Red Bull stitch up well. And then we'll see what we need to do in, in match day six. You put yourself in a chance anyway. Yeah, the, the, the win against Leipzig. after the first couple of games. Absolutely. The, the, win, the, the win against Rosenberg wasn't, wasn't that impressive, but we managed to get the 1-0, so we got the three points on the board. The two away defeats didn't exactly help our case, but the win against Leipzig in match day four was was a much better performance, a much better result, terrific atmosphere, um, to the point that when, when the sixth match day comes around in the middle of December, I'm really looking forward to going. I wonder if we'll get another disco lights for the spectacular. <laughs> I think you will do it the money they've spent. I would hope so. You're just going to open some lights out a European campaign. Oh, let's not even talk about that. Let's let's be positive. Let's be positive about both safety and Rangers in Europe on Thursday. Um, so yeah, I mentioned that uh, Rangers have got Hearts at the weekend and there's a probably a good chance they'll beat Hearts because Hearts can't score goals anymore. Uh, they, ha- oh, they haven't. Yeah, they haven't scored since the three 0 win against Dundee. Crucially, one of those three goals came from Stephen Naismith. The very next game that Hearts played was the League Cup semi against Celtic, in which Naismith went off, and they haven't scored since. I don't think that's insignificant. I think Hearts are really struggling without him. They've obviously lost a few key players over time, um, but he seems to be the one that's really just knocked the stuffing out of them to the point that. They can't score goals, they can't buy a win now, obviously, without scoring. Um, 
they had the draw against Hibs, the nothing each, but that's, I think that's the best they've done. And then they went and lost to St. Martin. Um, it's the two Adam Hamill Wonder goals. goal. Wonder goal. Goal of the season? <laughs> oh, it's got to be up there. I, th- I, um, I think we, we come to the end of the season. That's a, we're it's a lobbed volley from 40 yards. Is it only 40 yards? I, mean, I mean, 40 yards. It's Monday night. He's done yeah. it on Saturday. It's probably at least 60, 70 yards by now when he's been telling the story. <laughs> so that's how these things usually go. Um, it's a cracking crack finish. Um, folks saying... When he uh, signed, we did say, did say he was a player that can make a difference. Yeah, I, absolutely. And he, he's, he's proven it. But, um, was the keeper off the line too much? When Adam Hamill was that far out, I would, I'm inclined to say no. Because you're usually no, off your line that far out. Um, of course, a second as well. Yeah, I, finish. I, I, it was a, a good finish as well. That composure. Bit of controversy in this one. It was an over the ball challenge from McGuinness. Well, he got booked for it. There was that. There was one earlier as well, I noticed, where Heron on someone. I don't know who it was. Aye. That's when McGuinness hits the shot off the crossbar. Yeah. I actually thought it was just as bad, but it never got mentioned on sports scene. It was weird that I thought it was a pretty hot, horrendous challenge as well, and. Um, He's had a few in recent weeks, Heron. Um, but again, nothing happening. Um, the one thing I don't know about this game is whether Jim was offside. Because the camera angle that Sports Scene showed in that one was not exactly the closest of camera angles. <laughs> so if, if he was offside, okay. Credit to the lines for spotting it. I don't know. I really don't know. But. Um, McLean was shooting for a penalty as well at one point in this game and it just looked like he was out muscled. It's not the worst penalty claim in the Aye. weekend for me right enough because I think that goes to Chris Boyd who I'm pretty sure toppled over because his belly's too big. Because <laughs> he just... <laughs> I mean, it, it was the, the St. Johnson Kawarnock game and Boyd was looking for a penalty. To, to his credit, the arms were all over him. Not enough that Boyd is going to then fall down forwards. So there was a, it was quite niggly. If he'd maybe like stayed on his feet and not fallen down like that, he could have had a bit of an argument. But he was looking, he was looking for somebody chopping him the way he went down, and it wasn't anything like that at all. So I think Boyd's at a wee bit with that one. Unfortunately, that was Bath isn't Madden though. Yeah, Madden can go above Hamilton if they beat him at the weekend. Yes, aye, it's um, suddenly from nowhere, someone picking up three points has, has made it really interesting back to bottom of the table again. Because it wasn't just them, I mean, um, Dundee picked up a point as well at Easter Road, which was. It's not as good a result as St. Murren got, obviously, having beaten Hearts, but the way Dundee did it, coming back for 2 0 down to get like, a goal either side of half time, um, the, there was points in this game they could argue I won the game. I think Hibs, for yeah. the most part, were probably the better team. Um, I think Miller had a shot, or had a chance, early, but it was still 1-0. That he kind of just hit just the keeper. Uh, obviously got the goal, but paid it back to 2-1 just before half-time, and then the equaliser came um, just after half-time. So, crack finish by McGowan. Just curled it into the net, having dumped his marker, so... Um, but yeah, there, there, there was certainly a couple of chances after that done you had before Hibs got the act together again, and then you could maybe have seen Hibs get the winner and that after that. But the the spirit at Dundee seems a lot better than it has been since um, McCann's left and McIntyre's come in. Well, the players have at least finally shown maybe a wee bit of spirit. 
McIntyre seems the to McIntyre will then see maybe some of them are worth keeping. Maybe. I mean, it might be that new manager bounce, sort of, but I just think McIntyre's a better manager. He's been able to get the best out of these players. So that's... Um, they've I not mean, really been doing that great all so far. That's probably the first sign, I think, that they've actually looked as if there's a, there's a team in there. Nah, I don't know. They're, they're, they're steadily getting better, I think. I mean, like, when they played against Hearts and then they played against Celtic, they were just rotten. There was just nothing there, but the kind of games that have come after that, they've looked like they've improved... Um, there's more spirit, there's more organisation. What you say, they're not, they're still not picking up the results they need. But the, the, I mean, the two-two draw coupled with St. Mary winning is disappointing for Dundee. But the manner in which they did it and the fact that they managed to pick up that point on the road would suggest that maybe, like in Dundee's next game, they've got more of a chance and the games to come. I mean, they've got as busy a December as anyone else. Uh, they'll be hoping for St. Mary and Hamilton to take points off each other. You would think. So, yeah, but aye, I think it's certainly far less clear cut at the bottom of the table than it was even a couple of weeks ago. The the, the Samara wins the real the real pick um, out of all this because that's just I don't think anybody for all hearts have been pretty bad. I don't think anybody's expecting Samara to beat them, but it's just like hearts have I've got their own problems now. So you'll be looking to aye to to see if they can start recovering somehow against. Uh, a rampant Rangers in Castle. And Dundee's next game is also at home to Hamilton. That's Wednesday. Alright, so they've got the... they an active the weekend. Yeah, they've got the weekend off. So. Aye, so it's uh, a big a big couple of games for Hamilton coming up then. Definitely. Points at Murray and then Dundee. That's, uh, that's very interesting. Uh, but I go back to the, the, the St. Johnson Kilmarnock game. The, the boy penalty incident is one of the main talking points of that game because this is one of these ones where they try to get five minutes of highlights and the the the, 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 the shots that are so tame that you wonder why they're even in the highlights <laughs> some of us but it's games like you should just cut the highlights short it's just just show a couple of minutes it's fine we'll see the penalty claim we'll see the clark save for Stuart cracking save um, other than that St. Martin hit the bar right at the end St. Martin St. hit the bar right at the end Um and that's it. There's not much to talk about this game. I mean, St. Johnson aren't conceding goals anymore. Which I, th- I think St. Johnson's next game's against Hearts. Well, so you could pretty much get your money in that being down there. I mean, we could start calling St. Johnson St. Johnson now. No. Well, Six really games like. out of conceding a goal. It's whoever they're playing is now. So, I mean, Hearts, uh, Hearts are scoring now with St. Johnson. They're conceding now. It's definitely going to be Hearts yes. now, that game. <laughs> Unless Hearts miraculously get their act together against Rangers. I suppose the positive for Kamara would be Greg Stewart returning off his suspension. Yeah, yeah, like I say, the the the, the one bit of quality I've seen from Kamara this game was his. Um, cracking safe for Clark. Um, and then, obviously, like I said, St. Johnson had the bar as well. So, um, But yeah, I think Greg Stewart coming back will, will help Kamara. Certainly. If he comes back to the reform he's been in previous. So I think that covers off the league, doesn't well, it? Aye, just the lower leagues. Yeah. The um, there wasn't much action in the lower leagues, was there? Nah. I know, I know um, Dundee United played Alwa in midweek. Because um, that was going on when the Scotland game was on, which was bizarre. Uh, Alwa did take the lead in that. But um, Dundee United won again. They're in really good form at the moment. Robbie Nielsen has got them sneaking up the table nicely. 
And I think they play air on Friday night on BBC Alba actually. Which should be a very interesting tie. Because um, they're only three points behind there. Ross County are yep. a point ahead of them. Um, so it's, it's nice. It's nicely poised there. So I think if Dunny United could beat air in that game, draw level with them points. Just um, tightens it up really nicely. Inverness are still hanging in there, even with their other draws. I mean, <laughs> Inverness draw so much to even draw the cup last week. <laughs> Against Edinburgh City. Well, I. I mean, that's, that's probably the, the interesting aspect of that, is that uh, Edinburgh City managed to get a replay out of that one, despite the fact they're two divisions low. Aye, and there was a big bit the big games in the weekend as well in the cup. Yeah. Um, the, the Ayrshire Derby. The Ayr came out winners comfortably, 3 0 in the end. Yeah. And were awarded with another oh. Ayrshire Derby. Yeah. I, I, that, that, this was probably the most amusing thing of, for me for the draw was the fact that, oh, like Talbot, credit them yet again, have made their way to the fourth round, 1 0 1 over Fraserborough, their 15 million mile round trip for the last three rounds. <laughs> has been rewarded with a home tie finally and who did they get? Local neighbours. <laughs> now now they get the short on there and they're the ones that are hosting it. <laughs> well, depending on which way you look depending on which way you look at it, it's a good draw because it's a local match which will gather a lot of interest. Um, there was debate between fans as to whether they wanted a big big team or whether they wanted a team a tie that you could potentially win. Um I was on the side of getting a, a tie you can potentially win, especially with some of the teams that are left in it. Why not? And then maybe you never know quarterfinals. See, I, th- um, I think other teams I think, were like other te- other folk were like they want Rangers or Celtic for a big money spinner. Nah, I think you've got a nice. Imagine track. if a junior. Imagine if a junior team was to get to the quarterfinals of the cup. That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? But I, I um, go far off a shot to glory. That's it. Right? Is that? Um, but I think I, th- I think you've got so a, that, a nice balance for us actually because you're, you're right. I mean, they'll be folk looking for a big money spinner. They'll be folk looking for a tie you could win. Air United will be favourites to win this game. But, Auchinleck are at home. Um, they've got all the ex-air players. <laughs> so there's that fact. There's a local yes. rivalry, kind of Ayrshire Derby thing. Um, You're still on my lines. Well. It's, it's, the, it's the fine balance that you're looking for there. Because you've got your big tie. But it is one you might just sneak. And then well, you never know as well what happens with Aidan Shankland. Because Sh- Shankland's gathering interest from down south. Reports yeah. as well I've heard. Don't know how true it is that um Rangers are interested in them. Really? Don't, I don't know. They don't have many strikers, so maybe they're looking yeah. for a young striker that could potentially feature as well off the bench or whatever. So I don't know how true that is. I think there's more likely to be an interest from down south, but mm-hmm. you never know. Um but no I I think Home tie is what you're looking for anyway, because after yeah. what there's been so far with the three Highland League trips. Aye. <laughs> um, and, and by the way, that's Talbot now added the Highland League trophy to their cabinet as well. It's be all the best ones there are. Nice. So, <laughs> no, I think home tie is all you're looking for. Um, because potentially as well, if you get a big, big team, then there'd have been calls to switch it yeah. as well. Um, but I think a lot of people would have been looking more for the away tie at either it's a parkade or whatever. Um, the game is, I went to the game, um, the journey itself, I journey up was alright. Even after I win no the journey back was it was it was a long a long day. Oh, I left the house at half seven in the morning. I got home at half ten. Um so I I was shattered yesterday. Oh, um game itself, 
Um, it was pretty much all Talbot. Um, Fraser Barr looked pretty average. Um, you get a man set off first half, and it was one 0 going on. We could easily win by more. The goal itself was an absolute screamer. I, don't know if I shared it earlier. Um, that's him. Stephen Wilson's now scored in every round of the cup, the first, the second, and the third. I don't think they count the preliminary rounds for the the goals for a bit. Not sure, but certainly t- he's scoring all the main rounds anyway. You must be he's glad you never got your bet, yeah. then. Because I seen you tweeting McVicky. I had a couple of bets. I seen you tweeting McVicky. I had a couple of bets on. I scored a bet of, uh, was it Pope that he got to him to get the... Aye, well, I was, tra- I was trying to be sneaky because he, he somet- he's a left-back, right? Mm-hmm. But he sometimes hits penalties, sometimes hits free kicks. Ah. So I thought he might get a good 40-1 or something like that, but I hadn't know from the junior cup, unfortunately. Aye, it was only 14-1 um, or something. Mar- Aye, we weren't often uh, what I was looking for anyway, so I decided not to bother. But, aye, it should be an interesting contest. It's not until January, um, and aye, it, it'll gather the interest of the local. The locals are, but from what I've heard, um, unlike the the Beaven Air game, it's not going to be all ticket. So, really? That's interesting. Bigger, I think potentially a bigger capacity. Plus as well, Air never took a full allocation as well for the, the game against Beath. And it's not as if it's that far to travel. True. Well, it might be first one though. Wait and see. I don't know. Well, if I it's all ticket, then who knows what would happen. But whether um, there'll be more talks about that, I don't know. Because I don't think it's been set in stone yet. But the early indications are that it's, it's not going to be all ticket. So, let's see what happens. So, the, I mean, the other results, uh, the one that jumps out at you would be Stenhouse Muir 4, Falkirk 2, which is um, amusingly set up a reminder of something that's been talked about in this podcast the last couple of weeks. Um, Stenhouse Muir get Aberdeen. So, that must be haunting you. <laughs> Memories of 95. No. No? The only haunting that I was getting is on the way home for people talking about Talbot and getting Aberdeen, so no. Oh, okay. That's just I am perfectly fine with that. Because <laughs> yeah. there was all sorts of chat about that, because, like, fans of maybe a senior team in interest or whatever. So there was, like, talks of some people were Kamarnik, some people were Celtic, Rangers, whatever, maybe the teams that I like, so it ended up being not too bad. Right. I, I would fancy Aberdeen to beat. Um, I think that game in 95 was played in Stenhousemuir, wasn't it? Was it Oakleview? Oakleview. Yeah, let's not talk too, talk too much about it. <laughs> ah, it's been mentioned, that's three weeks in a row, it's been mentioned in this podcast now. Um, so yeah, should, it, should go back actually to the, the, uh, the Talbot and Air game, there is potential that it could be a TV game. Because by all accounts from what I've heard, Premier, Premier Sports are going to show two games and BBC are going to show two. That's what I was saying. Is that deal starting this season? It starts in 2019. Right, aye. So as, as, I don't know whether... That's what I was wondering. I was wondering if it starts in 2019 because there was talk about the early rounds being played. So I was wondering if it starts in 2019-20 and whether Sky have still got it this year. Because I'm not sure. But I mean, if, it, if there's four ties being shown, then yeah, there's, there's a good potential for that. I mean... You're pretty much a stick on Cowden Beath Rangers. Aye. Because they love picking up either Celtic or Rangers away from home. Celtic are at home at Airdrie, so that might not get bothered getting picked up. Um, and then you're looking at, well, I mean, to, to me, Auckland Talbot versus Air United is probably the, the tie with the best story. Uh, 
um, of the potential for being a really good game and a possible cup shock, Motherwell Ross County might jump out of people because Ross County are doing really well in the Championship. Motherwell have been struggling in the Premiership, so there's, there's good potential there. Uh, it'd be boring though because they've played each other recently. Like, see, and this is one thing. See, down south, they're pretty good at putting on the, the underdogs against the bigger teams. You know, that's a demand to the cup. Who wants to watch Hearts and Livingston again? I know. They play that's each a, other anyway. That, that's, I mean, the other one that's maybe interesting slightly is Wraith and Dunfermline, because it's a fight, it's yeah. a derby. Yeah. But um, as for the likes of the other ones, nah. Yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I agree. I think we've seen Hearts, Hearts and Livingston, we've seen to death. Um, what was the other old type? Johnson Hamilton was the other uh, old Premiership type. I think the, the, the Motherwell Ross County one's good because it's that bottom of the Premiership, top of the Championship kind of look about it. Um, so there's that interesting aspect of it, whereas the other two all premiership. I'm not interested in all premiership ties at this stage in tournament, but you're looking for potential for interesting stories. And like I say, on my Talbot Air United is probably the most interesting story that's here. They're, like Cowden Beast Rangers is the banker, but we all know they're going to pick that one for the telly. Um, Dundee Queen David Finley Derby might be interesting as well. David Finley Derby. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they've got like um, what? I think that the other problem they've got is there's too many of the big teams all at home. So Hearts are at home, and Hibs are at home, and Aberdeen are at home, and St Johnston are at home, and Motherwell are at home, Celtic at home, Kilmarnock at home. So even when there, there is that potential for a, a, a big club going to one of the smaller clubs, it's not happened really. Like, again, you come back to Cowden Beath Rangers, and you don't really fancy Cowden Beath are going to do anything against Rangers, but you just know they're going to show it because they'll get the audience. Um, so I mean, Aye, you, Premier Sport. Is it Premier Sport? By all accounts, I think Premier Sports get the first two picks. Right. So I mean, they they might be just looking for getting the biggest audience possible, trying to get subscriptions up. In which case, they might just pick Celtic and Airdrie. That should be disappointing because that's one of the games I look at and go, I wonder if I can get a ticket. I think you'll definitely get a ticket. Aye, it's, it's more, a, more a timing thing for me rather than trying to get one because I don't see that being a sellout. Um, but yeah, it's, it's as far as Celtic concerned, it's a home tie. Um, we haven't played Airdrie ever this Airdrie, I don't think. Like, given that, that Airdrie used to be Clyde Bank, I think the last time we played them in a cup might have been 1990. <laughs> um, Obviously, we have played an Airdrie, but we played them in the final in '95. Um, so, yeah, we got what we wanted, home tie. So, that's the important aspect of it. Um, but, yeah, I think th- there's nothing there that screams to me cup shock. Not really. Ross County, maybe. But, I mean, it's Motherwell at home. If it had been at Dingwall, maybe. But, um,. I've, I want to see Auckland like Talbot and United and Taylor, I really do. The other, the other one that's interesting is probably um, the one I read in the city in Inverness playing East Kilbride. That seems to just... There's something about that game kind of jumps at me as well. I mean, if it's... Ah, but East Kilbride have been on the TV recently. Yeah, they played Celtic. They've been on the TV recently. And the, aye. So... so I, I it's a rare sort of hobby. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's the obvious choice for me. Because it's the one with the best story. 
That's what you want. You want a story. Uh, I think that's more likely for BBC to pick that up if, if Premier Sports get the first pick. That'd be fine. Pick. More people can watch it on BBC. Exactly. That's what I want. Because I, I, I don't have Premier Sports, so I'm not going to see any of them in that. So if BBC pick up the what's left, then that's fine with me. I'll watch that. But yeah, they're the 19th of January, so that's other side of the, the winter break. Aye, 19th and 20th, aye. The one thing, if they do pick uh, until about an air game, it would need to be an early kickoff because there's no floodlights. <laughs> That's fine, just get a lunchtime game. But like lunchtime BBC, there so you go, perfect. Village. So, that's the only thing. But that may need to change for that season because talk is in that season that if you're playing the Scottish Cup, you need to have floodlights. Uh, I mean, Which, need to deal with replays and stuff like that. Well, the problem the problem that could occur this season, if, say for example, something hard happened, say it would have been around, and then it had been air at home, and then it went to replay. The replay would be played midweek. Yeah. So, so it could be played at Beachwood, it would have to be played at Rugby Park, probably. Aye, probably. So, that's, that's to look forward to the new year. Um, more pressing matters we've mentioned the Dopa League coming on Thursday night we've mentioned the Brentford Cup final on Sunday uh, there's also league games on Saturday uh, come on up and you plug John's, pot, uh, John's blog yeah John, John's done a, a pre-cup final blog which is on uh, uk. I'll go read it up um, oh, he's uh, he's obviously biased towards Aberdeen but his blogs are usually pretty neutral, so give it a read. Yeah, he's a bit more neutral than what I am. I'm usually uh, <laughs> red specs, red heart, red socks, red everything. So I standing free. <laughs> so what? Wait, there was another thing that you mentioned on uh, our WhatsApp chat that he suggested we should talk about. And it was the fact that England would be... If we, if Scotland qualified for Euro 2020, we'd be guaranteed to get England. i seen I the I seen the headline of it. I didn't actually read it, I'll be honest. How's that work? Is it because we're your host and their host and that's what would happen? And, I mean, I couldn't work this with it at all. It's, oh, it's, you know what it is? It's because we're paired. So... The question is, will the host player get games at home? So every qualified host would be guaranteed two home games in the group phase, but there would be no such guarantee for the knockout stage. Host nations that qualify will be automatically placed in the following groups. If both players, if both paired nations qualify, a draw will be held to determine which is at home in a direct encounter. And then you go, blah, 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 blah. Group D, England, Wembley Stadium, London, Scotland, Hamden Park, Glasgow. So if England and Scotland both That's qualify, fine. we get Scotland versus England, and it's a draw between us to see who plays the home game in the group that's fine anyway because it, it doesn't really matter because really, I thought England would have won the Euros anyway so it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who they play if, see I don't care who we play if we get there we can have a group of death aye exactly it's been it's that be long there. since we've qualified for anything that uh, aye it would be it would just be nice to be there. I don't really bother who we get. If we're going to get England, then fair, fair enough, we'll get England. Can we get them at Hamden, though? That'd be nice. Can we get them at Murrayfield? That'd be better. 
Oh, we don't do that, sorry. Uh, we can never need to Hamden Park because we prefer the Play them anywhere. Play them at the park. Whatever. <laughs> Local park. Anywhere, doesn't matter. Aye, anywhere. But aye, we would get two home games if we qualified. So that's good. So, uh, yeah, we'll get England if we both qualify. Fingers crossed. That's we get. Well, fingers crossed we get there and England don't. That'd be nice. <laughs> Still possible. Um, I think that's the other thing. Is because England won their... Their um, thing, they've also got the the second chance uh, to qualify for the Euros, assuming they don't qualify through Euro 2020, they are qualifying. Um, so I don't know how that one works, because obviously they're playing that in the summer, in June, June 2019, is the final of the elite group. So it's um, Portugal, Switzerland and Netherlands. Uh, so they've got the actual final of the, the, the Nations League to play. But I don't. Th- I think they've got a separate playoff as well. That would happen in March 2020 if it was needed, because some of them might qualify through the regular qualifying. So, aye. So well, what about that? Like, once we get promoted to Group A as well, aye, that's the next target. Because we might get like, Germany and that next thing in the mail. So. Let's just worry about where we are. Aye, that's it. Oh, that. So I was saying, um, Saturday's got league games coming up, hosting Hibs, obviously hosting Motherwell, and the aforementioned St Martin versus Hamilton. Um, in the Championship, we've got Inverness hosting Falkirk, which I don't want a better draw or no. Don't want Inverness win, to be honest, with Falkirk are playing. The Morton fans must be loving that right now, how bad Falkirk are. Absolutely. happened with a manager. Um, Rightly so. Aye, so it's uh, there's a full card in League 1 and League 2 as well. I'm trying to look at see if it then jumps out of whether it be an interesting tie. Are those, uh, in League things? 1? In League 1 or League 2. Mm. I mean, Stenhouse Muir are uh, away to Arbroath. They're top of the table there at the moment. So I wonder if Stenhouse can take their, their cup shock form into that game. Dumbarton breaking because Dumbarton if Dumbarton win that they go above breaking yeah but I think um, we're all looking forward to the the game on Sunday well I was looking forward to it before Saturday <laughs> I, I was absolutely positively buzzing for it but I know fine well when it comes to Sunday I'll be buzzing again. Oh, I will wake absolutely. up probably at about seven o'clock in the morning, which is what I do in cup finals. Be absolutely hyper, delirious, uh, convinced that we're going to win. Then I'll get to about two o'clock and then the fear will come because <laughs> I'll realise it's a final. Aye. And and I everyone knows the script. Uh, sounds about right. So, yeah, it's, it's the the first domestic silverware of the season. Um, Celtic will be attempting to win the seventh consecutive trophy, um, which would match the the Scottish record set by Walter Smith Rangers in the early nineties, uh, and we're looking to win the the League Cup for the third time in a row, which uh, would be the best run for Celtic in this trophy since they did five in a row under Jockstein. Uh, Aberdeen, of course, try to win the trophy that they won in two thousand fourteen. Right, two thousand fourteen. Yep. Back, back when it was played in March. Instead of I'll take penalties. If it has to be penalties again, I'll take it. 
Well, I mean, the last time he's beat Celtic in a cup final, he's won a penalties. Different Sadly. cup, but I'll take it. Uh, and, and I will watch them as well. That that, that game, I get, the one against Inverness, it was amazing. The the crowd and how many of what you could see that were not watching the penalties, they could not face watching them. <laughs> I've seen it in all sorts of games. People just some fans just cannot watch them. The nerves go and no no watching. Uh, they, only, they, only, they only know what's happened by listening to the crowd. <laughs> I I couldn't not uh, watch them. I have to watch the penalties. I mean, I've been through some horrendous penalty shootouts. I I've been through the was it twelve eleven or something like that. Celtic beat Dundee United. They went run again because what? Um, right. Flood missed his second one. It's the one. It's the night Arthur Boric scored probably the best penalty I've ever seen. Um, so I was at Hamden that night. Um, the worst penalty shootout I've ever seen was Celtic versus Partick Thistle. But Celtic won 5-4. There were 18 penalties hit that night. <laughs> so there was nine scored and nine missed. Thistle had about three chances to knock Celtic out of the cup that year and missed them all. You've never been at a worst penalty shootout because we have, I have suffered the embarrassment of us being beaten penalties by Queen's Park. Oh, nasty. Aye, um, yes. aye, I mean, that was bad. I think that the first penalty shootout I was at was Celtic Valencia in 2001. Um, and Larson, of all people, missed a penalty that night. I think Petrov missed as well. and But it's useful Harden that gets remembered for uh, not once, but twice Canizari saved his penalty because he had to retake it. Um, which is a bit harsh for Harden. Cause, I mean, Petrov and Larson literally missed. They didn't, it wasn't a saver and they missed. Um, so that was the first penalty shoot I was at. And it was weird because that same night, Rangers put PSG out in penalties. So there was two penalty shootouts involving uh, Scottish teams in Europe in the same night. So that was uh, that was the first penalty shootout I was at. Um, and, like, the age I am means I don't really remember, like, the Centenary Cup final or the 89 Cup final. The first Scottish Cup final I remember is 1990. So... My first Scottish Cup final was a, a penalty shoot with the Celtic Aberdeen. Yeah, I'm then showing my age by that the first Scottish Cup final I remember. Um, on saying that, the other week I managed to be at a programme fair and managed to get a programme from the first Scottish Cup final that I watched, which was Aberdeen v Hearts in 86. Well, ah, you, you must have started a lot younger than me then because we're not that different in age. Because like, I was like, eight. I was eight coming on nine for the nineteen ninety cup final. I am about. I think I'm about four years older than you. I think. Right. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe right then. Because ninety eighty six, four year difference. Uh, fair enough. Uh, but no, I don't remember eighty six at all. But, uh, I'm, I'm sure the heart. Watch the watch that. And then watch the World Cup. Nice. So at, yeah. at least I can. I'm, yeah, I'm the same because I'm, for me it was a Scottish Cup final. Aberdeen won it in penalties. The following week I went to Scotland's World Cup warm-up game against Poland. That was my first ever game at Hamden. Um, and that was one each. <laughs> still, still the worst own goal I've ever seen. Uh, Gary Gillespie tried to hit a ball back to Andy Gorham and come miles off his line to come and get it. <laughs> Just dropped it over his head, didn't it? Right? That was Poland's equaliser because Mo Johnson scored the first. Um, so that was there was that, and then obviously Scotland went to the World Cup and played Costa Rica, and I'll try to forget much about that one. Never will. Sweden, 
Men det er Spis sviden, den ryster du så. Det er jo det, alle med jo, på det sjov. En lejen kan da spille det, men det er skåret. Rebound. Mm-hmm. Jeg tror altså ikke, at jeg var pregget af Kevin Lasseus. Vi var nødt til at spille det, men jeg spille det, at Modder McLeod tykker rigtig så over det. Nej. Ej, Brankos flikak. Nej, det er sådan, at jeg er No, that's, I mean, that's, that's the way it goes when you're younger. It's like, you remember these big tournaments. It's like, you, so, you remember like, the 1990 World Cup, you remember 94, even though we weren't there. The summer of 98 was probably my f- all-time favourite summer, because Celtic won the league for the first time in 10 years, and then Scotland went to the World Cup and opened it. So that's, that's well, the kind of things you remember. So this is, the, this is the kind of thing that a generation of Scottish fans have just missed. Yep. Well, 98, I could actually watch the World Cup in the pub. It's the only time I have got to watch Scotland at a big tournament in the pub. Yeah, I remember watching the Morocco game at my mate's house. <laughs> or his mate's parents' house, technically, I suppose. But I just gathered around watching it. and just, It was just horrible, horrible day. And I was like, oh, we'll do it. That's fine. We'll, we'll get together for the next tournament. Still waiting. <laughs> yep. Never know. You'll maybe get to it. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully it happens before you, before your boys uh, old enough to be going to the pub to watch it. Ah, uh, that'd be nice. Hopefully, hopefully it'll happen before my boy is like at school. Nah, it can't happen before he goes Aye. to school. So, <laughs> <laughs> that 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 boy is sealed, unfortunately. Um, hopefully, he like football by the time we start it. I'm not. Aye. I'm not really doing a good job there yet. <laughs> no interest not whatsoever. No. I'm, wait, I'm waiting. I'm waiting in the the awards. Dad is alright for my Rangers fan. Or no far after that. And then, he likes Power, and then he like likes Power Rangers. He likes the name. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you need to get him into Celtic Connections music or something like That's that. A, uh, <laughs> He's got a Celtic football in the back garden. It's fine. <laughs> and Dr. Racing's there. Uh, uh, I bet as a, as a Power Rangers fan, he might kick that even harder, the gosh. football. Yeah, the summit. I can hear you grimace there. It'd be the summit if he starts like that. Sit then. Right. Here's what it is. Nah. Like it was nice knowing your son, but... <laughs> really. I'm going to put you up for adoption. Uh, if you want to be a Rangers fan, you can be a Rangers fan. You need to get somebody else to take me the games right off, because I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be flying solo. <laughs> Give me to your 18. <laughs> and you can go. <laughs> no way, way. I'll be in the world end. How many times have you heard folk doing it to like just wind up their family? Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm a Celtic fan partly because I went to a school with four Rangers fans that didn't like me. So, <laughs> so I mean, my, that, dad, that my dad was a Celtic fan. That probably helped you even more, eh? Pretty much, aye. I mean, there, there was a while that people thought I was an Aberdeen fan. Right. Because it was like 90, 91, 92. Celtic were rotten. Only, person, only team that could stop Rangers winning the league was Aberdeen. So, I apparently seemed like I supported Aberdeen. No, I supported Celtic. I just we could catch them. Aberdeen could. <laughs> so, uh, enemy of my enemy is my friend, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I will see what happens on Sunday anyway. But I, the, the hope that I had is it kind of slightly diminished just now. But I know fine well Sunday yeah. for about a few hours anyway. I'll be. I'll be thinking, yep, we'll win. And then, yeah, the, the hour countdown, it'll be like a, a different story. 
going through the, the the full range of emotions that day. Yes. Hopefully ending with misery. No. <laughs> oh well, another defeat. Aye, penalties it is. As long as we win them, that's fine. On that note, shall we shall we conclude? Yes, indeed we shall. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, SFF Podcast. If you want to follow us on Facebook, because we're starting to do uh, more stuff on there. It's just sort for Scottish Football Forums. Um, get in touch. Ask us questions. We'll try and get back to you. If you want to come on a podcast, drop us a wee line. Yep. We've set up an Instagram account as well, which is just SFF Podcast as well. Yep. Um, we've got an email address as well, which is Scottish Football Forums Podcast at gmail.com. I'm glad you knew that. <laughs> so, yeah, lots and, up. lots and lots of ways <laughs> to get in touch with us. Um, feel free to follow us, enjoy our pictures of pies. That yeah, send us pictures of pies. Indeed, send us pictures of pies. Um, that's not a euphemism. Send us pictures from the football. Send us anything. <laughs> well, hey, mate, well, mate, unless you're Kyle Lafferty. Mate, if you're Kyle Lafferty, no. Just no. Nobody wants to see that. And when we say pies, it's the food pies. <laughs> I do like to eat a good pie, but... The football it tends to be the ones that are in the wee foil. Aye, that's probably plenty, right? But we should we should definitely conclude now. Right, just guys. Right. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>